<laughs> this is the jams right here, right? I got this uh, small kind jams, small kind um, free licensed music. I'm thinking, okay, so this is my one year, one year. Well, I'm just made over a year of live streaming, but in the coming year, I got to start maybe producing my own music. So I already bust out the ukulele one time. Shall I do it again? I think so. I think that might be what I need to do. Maybe have a theme song even. I don't know. I don't know. That might be crazy, but it's been an amazing year of, of live streaming, of coming into your work rooms, into your living rooms, into your cars, into wherever you're streaming around the entire world, because this is what we are, the Wayne Koito Show. Mr. Worldwide is was my nickname for like one day, I think. So I don't know. I could be like really popular in some really remote corner of the world where they only get Hawaii sports fans, like their keyboard is stuck or something. Uh, but with that being said, it is it's been a magical year, and we're going to talk a little bit about what has transpired this past year. Obviously, COVID has been the dominant news and story and sports story as well, because COVID has, um, you know, left its mark on every sports league, on every sports fan, and now, and now, finally, in 2021 over a year after we've kind of been locked down we're starting to see the light but we're going to talk about today why being vaccinated is going to be the first step to being back in the stands um but it's been quite the year i i i, I do want to point out as well of course my lafc uh plug uh because lafc plays its first game of the mls season MLS gets started this weekend, and uh, fans are going to be limited as well, so one quarter of the stadium. So they're going to go by priority, and we're all wondering, you know, priority of who got their season tickets. And I was amongst the originals in 2016, so I expect to be in the stadium. And it's just me, so I, can, I should be able to get in. I mean, I may or may not be, you know, savagely angry if... And I, you know what? I'm going to get in the game on Saturday. So that's what I'm planning on. But this is what COVID has done to us. It's made us think, like, are we even going to be able to get into the game? And that get that can happen even if you have season tickets. For LAFC, they've already said that only season ticket holders will have access, which is great because I'm a season ticket holder. And for anyone else who has, you know, um, put down that deposit, it was a $50 deposit in 2016 and i wasn't even a you know a soccer fan and this is why so lafc is my example of why being directly marketed toward i.e having the algorithms spit at you all of these things that they pretty sure you're gonna want why sometimes you know what i'm okay with that you know it could be exploitative obviously all this information that the internet has gathered on us and it has um you know, gotten to know our likes and our dislikes and it'll send us ads that, um, you know, they might think might be interested. We might be interested in one of the first Facebook ads that was apparently directly marketed to me was a site for nerds or dorks or whatever for a dating service. So 
Not really sure how they came up with that. Maybe it was because I, I don't I have no idea how what they took off my page, but I mean they were deadly accurate. And also accurate was LAFC when they targeted me with this ad to put down fifty dollars in twenty sixteen um to become a LAFC original and a founding member of the club. And who would have thought five years later, almost five years later, oh five years later already that um luckily i'd put that money down because i think it might be the reason that i get into the stadium and you know this is what some teams are having to do they're going to have to figure out how they can pare down you know their first of all they have a lot of season ticket holders like lafc does you can't you can't even fit everybody into a quarter of the stadium so that is already a problem and i think you know, this is why we're talking about why being vaccinated is going to be the thing that ultimately gets everybody in the stadium. Because as long as we are only testing or we are um, basically not even testing, not even, I mean, we're not even testing, right? We're, we're, we've been going to games and I've been going to games. I've been going to COVID games. I went to a COVID Super Bowl. I went to two COVID playoff, NFL playoff games or three counting the Super Bowl. But two more in Kansas City. I went to a COVID MLS game. I went to a COVID NBA game in Orlando. So, and I've been to a, most a three COVID Major League Baseball games, and none of those will test us, right? None of none of those games really tested us. I, even in the Orlando game, the Orlando game was funny because they made us sign like a waiver to get in, saying that we were. I mean, they didn't even like take our temperature, but I mean. Look, we're rolling the dice, and we knew that when we're going to a game. But in the one thing about that was that teams were not able to, you know, pack up their arenas. So without the testing, and without knowing whether people have COVID or not, I mean, their best bet was just spreading people out. Even in Orlando, which is shocking, because when you went out the door of that arena, there are people piling up in the streets and going to clubs and thinking there was no. Um, pandemic but such as Florida and um, but what we can see from that instance is that you know even in that giant arena where they're spreading out I mean I don't even I have no idea what kind of there was still sound being generated by the fans and I think the players still appreciated having fans there but at least for the NBA it was just so it, that same fan experience definitely wasn't there um, from before because um, they tried to move people away from the court, which is smart. You don't want to have people super too many people super close to the court. Um, but the Major League Baseball game, that was pretty good. I think uh, being outdoors obviously is different, right? So being outdoors, it's a lot more safer, uh, a lot um, less worry about air particles or you know COVID particles being... Uh, stagnant in the air around you when you're outdoors, right? So being outdoors is um, something that is actually beneficial when when we're talking about sports because that'll help, um, you know, for stadiums to be able to run at a full capacity because running at a full capacity means there is no six-foot spacing, right? I mean, I talk about like Jerry's house, going Jerry's world, going to Dallas and going to Cowboy Stadium and um, being in their stadium and just being totally. First of all, I love that stadium. It's fun. Uh, but 
Jerry Jones will stuff you know hundreds of thousands of people into that stadium into an enclosed arena. It's it's pretty amazing, um, but there's barely six inches of of space between you sometimes, let alone six feet. So teams, the only way, the only way that these teams can be positive and be sure that they'll be able to sell out um, or have full capacity is for everyone to show proof of vaccination. And that's going to be, obviously, some people are not very happy about that because some people have decided already that they're not going to be vaccinated. Um, I have been vaccinated, um, fully vaccinated. I got both of my Pfizer shots already. Um, you know, I feel fine. In fact, I feel, you know, a lot more confident of anything, of being able to go out, being able to um, do the things that I've I've wanted to do. Uh, well, I've been doing a lot of those things still. I've been lucky, right? I've been lucky. One of the few people have been able to travel during COVID. I never got sick either. Um, and I know a lot of people that got sick. I know someone that died. I know I know many people that I know a few people that died. And obviously, having my friend Mauricio pass, um, that has been even more um, of a reason for me to be passionate about people being vaccinated and people being as safe as possible. But ultimately, if you want to be back in the stadium, the trend is there. You'll be required to be vaccinated. Um, and we've already seen it with the Buffalo Bills, the first NFL team to require a vaccine passport. And that's going to be to allow for full capacity at a stadium. And it was something that the the owner of the Bills said as well. I believe it was the owner. One of the executives said that he believes it's your choice if you want to be vaccinated. Uh, but he also believes that you don't get the privilege of being able to go into NFL stadium without doing what is required of the teams. And if they're required to be vaccinated, that's um, what's going to be what you should do. <clears throat> Robert says, I don't think you should be allowed, if not vaccinated, just one fan's opinion. And a lot of stadiums, and that's why now as a vaccine is becoming more available to everyone, right now we're not just in tears of people who, you know, healthcare workers or if, um, you know, um, whatever teachers first line workers i don't want to say whatever but i mean people that are um you know 75 plus now that we have eliminated barriers and in california i've talked about this even from last week's show there are already places in los angeles whatever age you are 16 and above i guess is what the vaccines are um have been um we that the fda has approved them for right 16 years older and above and you can already get them, basically. You can find a place right now in California today. And in Hawaii, I, I believe um, that's about we're, we're getting there as well. And, um, you know, so, yeah, Robert, I think pretty soon they'll be able to require. Um, and I think that's just going to be the pattern. What the bills are doing is going to be the trend for the years to come. So if you, um, you know, are really interested in going to a game in the fall um uh you should really think about being vaccinated i i so i'm doing something right now of on on uh on on facebook you can create a poll so i'm just gonna say are you vaccinated yes or no that's the two options just want to see how many people so far are vaccinated um i've been like creating these little polls so trying to add a little bit more here and there uh but let's continue um <laughs> scalpers will be slanging vax cards at the gates for sure justin says 
And that'll be, that's the thing, right? So the vaccine cards probably are not going to be the way to be verified, right? Because those white cards, um, as cool as they are to have one, and I like having mine, and I used it already to get a free Krispy Kreme donut. You can get a free Krispy Kreme. And we're going to make a quick, you know, tangent to sugar and donuts because everyone loves that. And Krispy Kreme, you can get one free Krispy Kreme a day for the rest of 2021 just by showing your vaccine card. So anybody slanging Vax cards, Justin, is probably in front of Krispy Kreme. Um, but anyways, now I kind of really want to go back to Krispy Kreme, but you kind of pay for it as well. But Justin also brings up another question. Um, will UH raise prices of home football tickets? And um, well, that's that's well, first of all, with that, um, I'll answer that question right now with the current situation. And if if UH, even if UH has full capacity, which that is another question, whether by the fall in Hawaii will have full capacity. And, and the only way I'd, I'd see that happening is to show vaccine cards. Um, cause look, this, the pandemic is still, we're going to still have cases right through the rest of 2021, probably going to 2022, unless people get vaccinated. That's the only way, but we need more people to be vaccinated. Um, I just posted up there. The Yankees have vaccinated every Yankee and most of the Yankees, I believe got vaccinated. And that's great because a lot of, um, there's been a lot of hesitancy of, in, in, amongst baseball players to not get vaccinated. Um, but Aaron Boone, who's the manager, he said, it's been an exciting day because about a week ago, um, they basically got, they well, they reached their 85%. So that was the, the, the threshold that Major League Baseball wanted for um, teams to have their tier one employees, like the players, the coaches, and the high level staff to have 85%. And that's, you know, a good um, cushion when these people are in close proximity with each other to have the 85% immunity, quote unquote. Um, but without that, you can't sell 100%. And even at 100%, Justin, I think UH tickets will go up just because at 100% of the new stadium, which I believe is, they're talking 10,000, maybe 15,000. I think the prices will go up a little bit just to also make up for, um, you know, the lost revenue from uh, or, or the revenue from or to make up for the cost of of construction as well. So I should use my LAFC um, coolie thing. What are those things called? Like you keep things cool. But um, I. I we have seen that already. People are kind of complaining in California and, you know, around the country where if you can't get in all the fans, the prices have been going up as well. Like tickets have been going up for like um, Dodgers tickets are really, really Dodgers tickets are pretty expensive usually, but they've gotten even more expensive. Um, even Angels tickets have gotten more expensive. Uh, usually in baseball games, baseball is usually one of the sports too that are the more like affordable sports. NFL is definitely one of the least affordable sports. Yeah, koozie, koozie. Thank you, Robert, who uses one often and actually gifted me a, a Rams koozie after a game once, uh, which I still have. Um, but yeah, you you you're seeing um, tickets even in the nosebleeds. You know where there used to be like fifteen dollar tickets at Angels games, um, ten dollar tickets even sometimes. Those are all like at least thirty, forty, um, and tomorrow. Or this Friday is uh, Otani uh, bobblehead. So, you know, I'm going to be there for my Otani bobblehead because I was, you know, I rarely miss a bobblehead game. 
That's why I have my trout bobblehead. You see me peeking off the floor. Sorry, trout bobblehead. It fell on the floor, but the tickets have gone a lot of the tickets have gone up a little bit, and I and I and I think that is something that is unfortunate because, um, you know, t some some sports are already kind of pricey already. So I can see that, um, unfortunately, Justin, uh, for UH even as well. But UH needs to be able to. Um, um, get people into their stadiums and be able to get people to, uh, you know, continue. I know they're they're trying to campaign right now to raise money for the new stadium, but it's hard. It's hard to just ask people for money, especially when you've been doing it for so long and you haven't really been getting much in return. You know, it's like uh, not having any fans at all for any sports. That's rough. And some schools now that other schools are starting to open the doors and. You know, a lot of people are saying, or I just saw something, uh, interview where Dave Matlin talked about the Department of Health. And if that's true, if it's, if it's like lo local bureaucrats maybe that are stopping it, then, excuse me, um, perhaps, you know, Mayor Blangiardi or Governor Ige needs to step in for really just the... We've heard this a lot already. The more that people are out of the stands the more likely they won't come back right it's especially an older aging fan base so maybe prices of games won't be won't be higher justin because a lot of those people aren't going to be going back and the demand might drop and that would be sad if that happens but uh, i could see that i could see a lot of people saying you know well i was thinking about stopping you know one of these days i know my my grandfather and you know they stopped way too early going to games they had many years left in them and my, my grandpa could still come to games now and he's a lot older but you know there's a time when when they call it quits a lot of those kupuna and those ones who've been around the program for decades and during this pandemic year i'm sure a lot of them just stayed home and are probably not going to come back so um uh, we might have to build a whole bunch of new fans but i the other thing about uh the on-campus stadium is the fact that the students will be th i think the students will finally be there because they'll probably get you know wasted let's be honest they're in college and uh students and they'll probably be in their dorms and they'll walk down which is a cool college tradition which is what college kids do across the country maybe not at byu but it, it is a part of college football that will be kind of a neat tradition to have students there. And I expect way more students to be on campus stadium. With that being said, that's going to take away even more students. Uh, so I think that is going to um, be a uh, something that could also make the tickets go up. So, yeah, Justin. So, yeah, I, I think it's going to be a great chance. I think that the students will be there. I think there won't be as much of an excuse. And I think it'll be fun for them to be there. They'll want to be there because they'll be able to just walk back to their campus, right, If they or their dorm. If they, they don't want to be there, they'll go back to their dorm room or whatever. Um, and it, it's just way different. You can pregame in your, in your room. You can pregame with your friends. Um, you can be flimsy about whether you want to commit to go. It's not like you have to jump on a bus and go to – you know, halava and take the bus back. So, oh, wait, yeah, I think I think a lot of students will go, uh, but that'll also take away from the the seats. So, one thing about that is that will, because the students are already paying. The students are going to go free, free. I mean, they already pay a student activity fee, so their money is already paid up front, actually. Um, 
but I, I think you're going to see students use up all of their, their tickets, their free tickets, because it'll be cool. It'll be cool to be on campus for the kids. And I'm excited for the students as well. I'm excited for them to um, maybe start new traditions, maybe uh, become more supportive of their team. And it, it'll definitely help with the with drumming up student spirit on campus, having the games there. I think no doubt just just by that circumstance alone. Nonetheless, Hawaii has always been a commuter school and it always been a school that has relied on, at least for its fans, people like me, people like my grandparents, people like you, people like your parents and your grandparents that might not be alums, that might not um, even have really had any connection to UH other than the fact that they live in Hawaii. And that is a rare thing as well. So um, we have to uh, be very, I think at the school, very still um, you know, vigilant of how, how many people drop off of season ticket holders, how many people are, um, you know, stop sending in those, those checks to the school. And I think you're going to see a drop off. So that's the thing that kind of frightens me about the on campus, but I'm excited for it. I mean, and I was one of the few, few people that said before too, that I, that it would be on campus and people are saying Maui is something I, I've said from the very beginning. I, I've said from the moment that Aloha stadium closed was that they would be on campus. I knew that from the beginning because it makes the most sense. And even with, you know, whatever money they have to put up up front to grow the facility, whatever, It'll, it'll be recouped, but they'll have to raise ticket prices. So I think ultimately, yes, Justin, but that means they're going to take more of our money too. Uh, Justin said, maybe instead of throwing balls into a Chad Owens cutout giant beer pong. <laughs> yeah, so there's like at Aloha Stadium, we had some really stale, you know, fourth quarter, third quarter um, games or, you know, like the marketing. And that's been something across the year of doing this show whether I've had uh, Mayor Blangiardi on the show, who used to play for the team, who used to be a coach for UH football, who's now the mayor of Honolulu, whether I've had Ian Shuring from Hawaii News Now, whether I've had um, anybody, former AD, everybody that we've everybody that we've brought on the show and we talk about UH football, we talk about the atmosphere and, and how that is not up to par, how being entertained at the game is not where it should be, that level of entertainment. And that is going to be the biggest issue um, well, for the team. And I don't want to say issue, a matter that the team needs to uh, focus on, especially now that it have its own on-campus stadium. I mean, obviously the team already, the school already hosts baseball and already hosts, you know, events at Stan Sheriff. But I think those could also step up as well. And football is a different story. Football is the main, football is the, football is your main everything, your main course, right? Football is, is everything, you know, it's like, and, and for me, I, I, it's the most important for me as a fan, too, because I see it. I know how important it is to the other sports, right? Because I'm a guy when I played sports in college, I played all the other sports, too. I didn't I didn't you know, I, I, I didn't even play football <laughs> in high school. I only played like one season Pop Warner. So, yeah, I know. Right. Crazy. But it is what it is, you know, and I, when it comes to the amount of money that people are willing to spend to go to football games, that's literally where, um, you know, the, the department is paying for its coaching, paying for the other sports, paying for um, its facilities. It's football. 
And that's why football is so important for people to support the football team. And I'm, I'm so happy about the success of the men's volleyball team uh, for a volleyball player myself. And it's exciting and nice to see the boys doing so well and everybody in Hawaii being so supportive of them. And um, also hearing that I believe they are self-sustaining. They're able by their own success and, you know, what the, the revenue or not this year, right? They're not getting that same gate revenue. Um, but those sports usually are being supported by men, by the football team. And especially men's volleyball. We always know that that's always could be on the, tro the chopping block because Stanford cut men's volleyball. So Stanford is willing to cut men's volleyball and they didn't need to, let's be honest. They have a humongous, humongous, um, you know, trust, uh, educational trust that they sit on. And uh, it is what it is. They still offer a lot of NCAA sports, but men's volleyball is usually one of those fringe sports that gets cut off if this, they're not making money. But we're lucky at UH that we've been able to keep that around and keep um, not only football, but uh, or not only men's volleyball, but sailing and some of these other smaller sports. So the success of the football team or the success or and the the sustainability of the smaller the non-football sports is predicated on the success and the money making ability of the football team. So that's why the football team is so important. Um Justin says congrats bravo on the milestone mahalo great local sport content. Thank you Justin. Thank you everybody that's been supporting um Jenny mahalo as well. I know she's a she watches a lot. She says love volleyball. Um, I know Jenny, she got to catch, and some of you might have seen my um, uh, my little piece that I got to do. I was there in Northridge at the Matadome to see the number one team in the country, UH Men's Volleyball, and they played Cal State Northridge and secured their first regular season conference championship in four decades, since 1980. So that was cool. and But what was really strange was being one of the few people there. And I'll tell you right now that that was strange. Like I was there, um, you know, as media. Um, I wasn't there as a fan because there were no fans. I mean, zero fans. And that was crazy because even when I went to football, like when I went to Fresno and I was covering that game, the, the UH against Fresno game as media, there were still like some Fresno fans. They, there were still people they let in. But at the Matador, it was so quiet. And especially when the visiting team is like kind of whipping you it's even quieter, but um, it was really strange at times to be in that building. It felt like a scrimmage, um, seeing you know watching two teams play each other, two really great teams. I mean, even Northridge is a great team. Um, they are not on the same caliber as UH men's volleyball, but I think this is you know a very high year for UH men's volleyball, and I think. Um, this is the year that they can win it finally and win the national championship. I was there in 2002. I was there at Penn State on uh, the last time UH won a national championship, but that was erased from the record books because of NCAA said that UH player Costas Theocarides uh, because of uh, his involvement in a pro league. I don't even believe he was paid. I don't even think he was paid at all. Um, but they stripped UH of that championship. But I was there, and that was a cool feeling to be there um, in 2002. And um, Jenny says, I was there too. Yes, Jenny. And I was there in 2019 as well, and that was not a good feeling, obviously, losing to Long Beach State. But I think I think this can be the tense. I think this is – I think really think this is the year. And I, I think, um, you know uh, – the stars kind of finding a line for coach and for the players. And there's really no weaknesses on this UH team. I mean, 
the team is so good that the you know coach can tinker with the lineup and change the sixth guy around like he was putting in you know Akana the transfer and taking out um you know the other outside um and he you know can show off his depth a little bit so that's kind of cool and i think that's that's what this team that's why this team is different um jenny also says if they make it to the championship i wish i could go but probably no fans allowed hope you can go so thank you jenny i hope i can go too i hope i can go as a fan though because i i i, I don't know i'm holding out hope that there will be fans for the uh, men's volleyball championship and the only reason is um first of all i think countrywide we're starting to see more fans go to games i think ohio is one of the states that um too would be open to having fans and i'm sure already has fans probably for some indoor events and um the ncaa just held it's basketball championships in Indiana, uh, the neighboring state to Ohio, and fans were allowed into the games, NCAA tournament. So that is the reason why I could see. But, you know, I, 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 that's the only reason. Um, so, Jenny, keep watching. I don't know. Hopefully me and you will be there together uh, uh, because I think there there could be a chance. I keep looking at the website. Um and the NCAA website, and there's nothing updated, but um, we should we should check because I'm pretty sure Ohio State is already having fans um, at their games, and if that is already you know happening there on that campus, uh, it, it'll probably already you know they they'll, they might be able to um, to have it happen, but the NCAA is also going to be running the event, so it'll be up to them uh, ultimately. But I, that's why I said because of the men's basketball tournament having fans, I feel like they would also, as an equity thing, try and have fans. But we'll see. I, I, th- I A lot can change, though, right? So that, that NCAA championships are going to be May 6th through the 8th. Uh, you remember last year, UH Volleyball, the season cut off in March. Um, you know, right after UH and BYU went and through a really tough game and what looked like it could be a preview of the national championship so i don't know we'll see whether that'll happen again this year but uh i know byu also lost so uh is i believe the only i think demon college or damon however you say it which is uh, believe me i played having played in the eiva on the east coast there are some schools that i guarantee most of you have never heard of (laughs) Because definitely in Hawaii, you would never have heard of some of these schools. But that's one of them. Demon, or I don't even know how to say it. Damon College. Um, but they are also, um, they're a Division Two team. And they're, they have a men's volleyball team that is ranked. Because the, the poll is Division One Two. When I played, it was D1-2-3. There wasn't even a D3. So even the D3 had to play um, in the open division, which is really fun. Uh, but that's kind of the state of men's volleyball. Like I talked about before right it's always been one of those fringe sports it's always one of been one of those sports where um if your football team ain't um you know so hot or if your football team can't pull in the money your men's volleyball team might be one of the first to take the the hit for it um and that's why you know we we find ourselves with so few teams but there are more teams in the naia there are a lot of men's volleyball teams obviously we've had a lot come from hawaii who have been successful in the NAIA as well. And um, a lot of those teams are going D2. We had some, you know, as some of you know, I also uh, do uh, media for the Pac West Conference, Division Two, which is the conference that HPU and Chaminade and UH Hilo is in. And, um, you know, I've been with them for now 14 years. And 
supposed to be going to do our tennis tournament next week. So finally, I guess I'll get to jump back into that world as well, which has been kind of shut down because of COVID. But I think what we're seeing is you know, a whole shift into how we can get back to a full capacity. How can we get now start making the move? And I know that for colleges and universities, I think a lot of them are just saying, let's just get through this year. And UH has already said that as well too, right? They're like, whatever, we're just going to get through this year. Sorry, no fans. And we just want to end this year, which I think is, you know, kind of sucky too, because, you know, California is going to have some fans. We already know Long Beach State, um, you know, um, is going to be allowing some fans there as well. So, um, some big West schools are going to have fans, but a lot of them are just kind of gearing up for the fall. So you know, ultimately it's going to be probably down again to vaccine, being vaccinated and being able to, um, show proof of that. Uh, I know clear, we have all these like third party kind of secure information, uh, websites. Um, California is using one called like health Vana, I believe to, um, hold all of our vaccine records. So, yeah, if, if everything, if if your whole life departed depended on a, that flimsy vaccine card, then that probably wouldn't be good. But there are electronic backups apparently of uh, going on, you know, in the background. And at least I know where I got mine in California. There is one, so that'll be probably what is used to do some kind of online verification. Uh, but that's kind of where everything is headed. And I'm hoping that people, um, you know, in Hawaii will also, uh, you know, take being vaccinated seriously as well, because I think that'll help in Hawaii for um, more people to go back. I'm, I'm, I'm disappointed that the numbers have haven't gone down as much in terms of covid cases, because I think that there would have been a chance to have fans in the stands for the Big West tournament. I'm, and that's the thing, too. It's like such hard luck because these boys they don't get in. I'm sure some of you remember it. When was it? Back in 2000, maybe, when we hosted? The last time UH hosted the Final Four, even, and didn't get in. And, like, Princeton was in it. I mean, so it's kind of hard luck. It's like hard luck again. Um, UH gets into the Final Four or gets into or, or is able to host a, a big tournament, and they're not even able to take advantage of it with their fans in attendance. So, um you know, it kind of sucks, but hey, at least a national championship, I guess, isn't. I guess it's good that it's not in Long Beach because that was, you know, that was something that wasn't uh, pleasant to have to, you know, play Long Beach in their own gym for the national championship. Like, that's something that you're just like, okay, how did this happen? But another weird thing about men's volleyball when you have so few teams, you're going to have um, some of the same teams hosting too. Uh, hosting championships and they used to incentivize teams to host championships by giving them um better chance of getting into the um the tournament itself so uh you know i think that's another reason why a lot of teams have played um whatchamacall a lot of teams have decided to um to host but hawaii hasn't been able to host yet so i think that should happen soon the NCAAs at least. So not just me and Jenny will be there, but hopefully a lot of people will probably be there as well because I think Hawaii would really support a major championship. And it would have Hawaii would have totally supported this Big West championship had that had they had that chance to be there. Um it looks like uh Ohio State lost in the MIVA tournament, the MIVA tournament. 
Uh, they lost to Ball State, so I'm assuming their season's over. Yeah, their season's over now, so they won't be in it. So Ohio State will be hosting the national championship but will not be playing in it, um, which is kind of a good thing, which is actually a really good thing, so we don't have to worry about uh, the team that's hosting it being in the tournament, which I think was a significant advantage for Long Beach State in 2019 in playing uh, UH men's volleyball. Uh, if you remember before that game, you, <laughs> if you saw Hawaii sports fans, me and Governor Ige and um, President Lastner took a photo, uh, and Fuchsia and Brian. Um, so the five of us took a selfie, a governor selfie before that game. So you can go back and look at that. That was a fun day, though, being in Long Beach and representing for UH. And um, I'm sure Jenny has some fun stories from there as well. It was a fun time to be to be there at a national championship, and I really hope that we have that 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 chance again. And I, you know, I don't know. So I'm hoping, Jenny. I'm holding out. I, I'm I'm hoping that I can definitely at least be there as media if I, you know, like I I was there at Northridge. Um, but I think there's a chance. I think there's a chance there could be fans. Uh, but now that looking at what is, um, you know, on on the docket for UH men. I think that, um, you know, these, these games against Irvine, as we know, and playing in the Big West Tournament, I think this is one of those few years, too, where I don't think there's much more that they have to do. I mean, I, I, obviously, I, I, I they should... Uh, oh, gosh, did my, my, my thing just turn off? I don't know why my camera just turned off, but... Um, that's okay because this is also a webcast or this is also audio. So um, I don't know why my camera just turned off. But um, yeah, I think men's volleyball will also be able to um, have a, a, a much easier breath of, um, you know, not having to or not having to really hold out if they'll get in at large. Um, because I think this year, and I'm not saying, I, I really don't see them losing at all, but I think as it gets closer with men's volleyball, we think, oh my gosh, you know, you know, like what was it, three years ago when they didn't get the at-large and I thought they should have got the at-large and, you know, they were, they were a lot closer back then or they were, they were, they were not, you know, they didn't really separate themselves like they did this year. And I really think the team separated, has separated themselves and this men's volleyball team, um, you know, is, is poised to win a national championship. So I encourage, if you haven't seen my video, go and um, check it out on the website, um, HI Sports Fans. Um, let me see if my my camera will turn back on. But, um, yeah, it was heartbreaking, in, in, you know, in, in Long Beach. Oh, there's my camera again. Okay. I have no idea why it turned off. But um, if it does that again, we'll have to, um, well, whatever. Some of you are listening on podcasts at the Hawaii Sports Fans channel on Spotify or Apple or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to the show as well. Um, but one year um, of doing this live streaming, we started the podcast, I think, late 20, uh, late last year, like, like act as if it was like back in many years ago. Obviously, it was recently. But I think late last year is when we started putting in podcast form. And I'm trying to, you know, ch change up the format a little bit and be able to Add a little bit more content here and there, but it's a work in progress for me as well. As we go along, I'm learning 
along with you folks and you know i'm i'm a fan too at the end of the at the end of the day i'm a fan and i'm i'm, I'm just sharing my passion and my love for the things that i do and um, with all of you and that's what this is for uh, whether you're watching the live stream whether you're podcasting with me um you know i hope you can make it out to a trip ultimately hawaii sports fans is about that experience on the road and uh versus ucla is that first football game we're obviously very excited about um there'll be some baseball games there as well dodgers and rockies and we're planning on sitting in the home run alley we plan on possibly getting a suite even for the angels game and hopefully seeing a preseason nfl game at sofi as well um so doing a bunch of fun things in la uh, but I really, really highly recommend the vaccination. I think that's what's going to get you into any game. You know, whether um, you go on your own and you are take a you know trip this summer for an MLB trip, or whether you you know plan to just do some NFL games. It looks like you know the Buffalo Bills are not going to be the only team that requires this vaccine passport to get in. There's going to be a lot of teams that do it as well, um, and that's just so they can you know um, open up all their seats. Uh, wish me best of luck. I'm I'm just hours away, hoping that I get that that ticket into my LAFC account so I can see a game. Uh, LAFC be there again for the home opener. Be there for my fourth home opener in a row in four years. Uh, be there for the fourth season opener in four years again. Um, so it's been um, you know quite remarkable um, run there, and now that. We are seeing COVID cases decline and we are seeing people be vaccinated. I think the excitement is real. And I think a lot of you um, as well will be able to be in the stands with me very, very soon. But the first step is to be vaccinated. So make sure you do that. My camera just went off again. So that's a sign, I think. Probably time to uh, just slip away on this Wednesday night. April the 14th, 2021. What we did here was go back for sure to a year in review, a year that showed us just what was possible for someone like myself or a small company like Hawaii Sports Fans just trying to uh, navigate its world, especially in a time of COVID. Thank you so much. Mahalo for all your support. And we'll see you next time. Aloha.